the most difficult things for a, well, for a minister, but really for any of us to do, is when we talk about the Bible, if we pick out one verse, it's so easy to isolate it, to lose perspective of the entirety of God's Word. We become so focused on that one verse that we, we forget God's ultimate plan throughout the entire Bible. Conversely, on the other hand, if we attempt to express God's plan, His purpose and all, all these individual things seem to get lost. And we realize that we are attempting to attack something that's almost impossible to do, to try to actually speak forth God's ultimate intentions to us. So what I want to do today is not say anything. <laughs> so what I want to do today is attempt to take one verse of what we've read and let it be the cornerstone and the explanation of all God's purposes, what God's purposes have, how they are expressed to us. In the Old Testament readings, we read about the messenger coming, John the Baptist, who would prepare the way of the Lord. But we also heard about his coming and who shall stand, who shall appear. He is like a refiner's fire. And so, it's a case of God saying, He who you seek, the Lord whom you seek, will come suddenly in the temple. So, we're seeking the Lord, we're drawing towards Him, but who shall stand in His presence? It's like, but you can't come. It's similar to, I guess you say, Moses, when he saw the burning bush, and he came close to it, and God said, Remove your shoes, for this is holy ground. You can only come so far, you cannot see my face. Last week and this week's readings pertain to John the Baptist's message. Next week will pertain to Mary, the birth of Christ, and then Christmas Day, obviously the actual birth and incarnation. But you can't separate them. You can't say, okay, I'm going to think about this, but not that, and think about this, but not that. You have to look at it whole, because it's all one continuous flow of God's purposes. In our reading from the Gospel, back up a couple verses from what we read, the people came to John and they talked to him about the baptism he was doing. And they said, Jesus, his disciples are over there baptized in John Jordan. And all men would be going to come to him. Those his disciples were beginning to worry. They were saying, some of your followers are beginning to go over towards Jesus and his disciples. And John answered and said, a man can receive nothing except to be given him from heaven. Ye yourselves hear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He must increase, but I must decrease. Here is the verse that I want you to point out. 
that is the foundation stone of everything in the Bible. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earth and speaketh of the earth. The scriptures are very specific with the wording they use. That's why it bothers me when people tinker a little with a word here and a word there. He that cometh from above. He came to us from above. He already pre-existed. It's like we're told in the Old Testament. Unto us a son is given. Unto us a child is born. The child was born, but it was a son that was given. He already pre-existed. So he that cometh from above is above all. He that is of, he that is created of the earth, is earth, and speaketh of the earth. So you may say, how does God explain entirely of God's purposes and plans? God, through Christ, came from heaven. We, all of us, including John the Baptist, are of the earth. We are created. We are earthly. We are flesh. Only He is from above. And the scriptures say that everything we speak is of the earth. All our concepts are of the earth. The folly of evolution is because all we really can think of is the earth. And we say, well, let me see, how did this happen? We must have sprung up from the earth, blah, blah, blah. The folly of so many religious practices are because we can't really understand heaven. We can't really understand God's purposes. And so we make up all these, start to all these things that we think are important to God that are not even scriptural. Our future. We conceive of it in earthly terms. Some people say, well, I'm, when I go to heaven, I'm going to fly like angels and play harps and walk, walk along the streets of gold. Or I'm going to play 18 holes, 36 holes of golf every single day and do this and that. No. Our concepts are earthly because that's all we know. We are of the earth and therefore we speak earthly things, Scripture says. Had we been left to our own devices, that's the way it would always have been, always would be. The God of His mercy has come to us through Jesus Christ. And says, speaking of Jesus, what He has seen and heard, that He testified. That no man receiveth His testimony. He that hath received His testimony has set to His seal that God is true. Seal being like in the old days they had a signet ring. They put the wax and seal. And what that seal meant is that which is within this envelope or within this scroll wall is true. It's an affirmation. I'm affirming that yes, I wrote that, but this is indeed a true document. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. So what we're being told here by John is that not only what Christ did, but Christ spoke the word, the truth. 
We don't speak the truth. We don't know the truth. All we know are earthly things. And that's why it was so difficult then and now for people to understand exactly what Jesus is saying. It's in point. And so clear. Really. The same chapter. There was a man of Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, who came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus, cutting straight to the, to the point, said, Verily, verily, or of a truth, of a truth, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then we have all the, the scriptures talk about everything. Well, when you be born again, can a man be born again, enter into the womb again? Jesus says, Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. As we just said earlier, is earthly. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And Nicodemus says, how, how can these things be? And then Jesus says to Nicodemus, as he says to each and every one of us, until we are enlightened from above, Art thou a master of Israel? You don't know these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know. We. We. He's speaking of himself in the Greek term. We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and he's talking about the wind, and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Heavenly things. We can't conceive of heavenly things. Only he who has come down from heaven can reveal to us heavenly things by his Spirit. And until we receive that Spirit, we can't even see the kingdom of God, understand it. No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And then he talks. Then goes into John 3.16, talking about him being given. He must be born again. Born of water and the Spirit. Because that which is born of the flesh, and we're all born of the flesh, none of us have a miraculous birth. We're all of flesh. We're all of clay, and we all shall return unto dust. We came from dust, we shall return unto dust. See, we have our origins here in this earth. We're limited. And that's not a criticism. The criticism is when we try to present ourselves as though we have some, some knowledge beyond our earthly knowledge. As though we have some mystical understanding, some psychic power or something like that. So everything we do, everything we imagine, everything we think is based upon our perspective here. Jesus came to show us the Father. Jesus came to reveal heavenly things. That's why there's always this contrast of you say this, but I say this. You think this, but this is the way it is. Your scriptures say this, but this is what they really mean. And on, and on, and on. Whether he's talking to the Pharisees, or whether he's talking to just a common man and woman. 
There's always that distinction. But what he's speaking of is not the same as what we're thinking. Our mind is still here. Even if we're extending it into the future and into heaven, it's still here. We don't understand. We don't know. Scriptures say we don't even know what God has prepared for those who love him and who are called according to his purposes. We don't know. That's part of the beauty of heaven. It shall be revealed as Christ is, is revealed. And so he says, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. That's what we all need. Is for God to give us understanding by his Spirit from heaven. And the first understanding is, as John the Baptist said, who prepared the way, ye must repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Because in all these scriptures, there's always that wrath of God in the background. And that's because he is a consuming fire. And it's not that he's angry. It's not that he wants to punish mankind and some will escape. But rather he's saying, I gave my son that he who believed might not have to be flesh forever, if you will. He's an all-consuming fire. And those who have not entered into Christ in that last day, Scripture say, will recognize and will try to run and will want the mountains to fall upon them and everything. Because they see him and he's not <laughs> comfort to them. Jesus says to them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. But he says elsewhere in John 17, Be ye in the world, but not of the world. As I am in the world, so be you. Or he told Pilate, My kingdom is not of this world. We try to make Jesus fit into our world. Rather than seeing that he has come to prepare us to fit into his world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Summing up first chapter of Colossians. In whom, as in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things are created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. It's all about Christ. We must decrease that he can increase. John the Baptist said. So, as you enter this Christmas season, as you contemplate the baby Jesus, the gifts from above, remember that we are flesh, we are earthly, and everything that Christ has told us, everything Christ has done, is that we might rise out of 
that earthliness and enter into Him, into resurrection power. So I repeat, the basis of the word is, He that cometh from above is above all. Scriptures tell us over and over and over again that God is above all. His purposes shall be fulfilled. He that is of the earth is earthly. So I say unto you, you must be born again. And the true message of this Christmas season, a life-giving message, be yours. Amen. Amen.